Hello. Hey, Hannah. Hey, Sarah. How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty good. How was your week this week? Yeah, it was really nice. Um, it's starting to cool down. Yeah. Uh, which is good because it You was, like it. Uh, it's not 110 degrees Fahrenheit, so True. I am happy about that. I like it now. Okay. You know, talk to me in like two months. We'll see. But yeah, you were, you were here last winter. When I it- was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We arrived just yeah. before winter hit. We had like a month, a week, sorry, a month. We had a week of nice weather. Yeah. And then it rained a lot. And I think it was the wettest winter on record. Yeah. Since, um, 86, 1986. Yeah. And then it was the hottest summer. So yeah. I am hoping <laughs> for a little bit of more, <laughs> but you know, it's nice. I feel like I can go outside more. Sure. Go for more walks and not feel like I am melting. I do have to say mm. one thing that I recently found and apologies to anyone who this is like something they've heard from me over and over again, but I am obsessed. Sunscreen, very important, right? Yeah. I am obsessed, obsessed with coconut scented sunscreen. It's yeah. a straight up game changer. I it's like putting perfume on. I love like it. Lotion. I'm not even kidding you. The, the vigor with which I put <laughs> on this. <laughs> I am so pumped. Every time I do it, I am so excited to do it. Mm. I have never been so excited to put sunscreen on before in my life. This is not sponsored by Coconut Scented Sunscreen, but... Hopefully one day. Yeah. Feel free to sponsor sponsor us us as a whole product. You are welcome to sponsor us. Just, yeah, just the product. Just the lotion itself. Yeah. Just the coconut scent (laughs) in general. Yeah. Yeah. Need, Um, we need to be sponsored by them. Yeah. Because it is good though. So even though it's cooling down, I'm still putting it on a lot because the sun here is, even though it's cooler, the sun is still. Do you check the UV, UV rays every day? Uh, I don't even check. I just put sunscreen on. Oh, okay. I check the UVs rays religiously. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm going to get burned from just the sun sitting outside my window. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because it's like, even in winter, it's like... It's high. It's like eight. Yeah. And that's shocking. Those are yeah, layer over three sun- is where you're supposed to start wearing sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. So um, you're supposed to wear sunscreen inside, I even know. if it's like over... Or if you're getting direct sunlight. Yes. So I also put sunscreen on. Yeah. I only put it on my face every day. Mm. My skincare routine is if there is such thing as a negative skincare routine, <laughs> that's what I have. Sometimes I even forget to put water on it. It's like the basic. literally just put water on it. Every once in a while, I remember to put lotion on it. Okay. Do not come for me. Anyone else? This is a safe place for you and me only because um, as this is a podcast, mm. we cannot get hate. No, it's illegal, actually. Um, Because you're welcome to comment, but um, in this conversation that we're currently having, (laughs) no one can tell us off. So, uh, yeah, nope. I I do wash my face with water and a washcloth every day. Mm. And I forget to, but that's... (laughs) Unless I, if I put makeup on, I'll oh, put some like, rose water on it. Oh, nice. That's fancy. Yeah. It's at Kmart. It's like $4. Love it. Um, but yeah, so that that helps me remember, even though it's cooling down, is nice. to put on that coconut scented lotion. Love that. How was your week? Um, it was it was a good week. I had an engagement session um, this last week that was so cute. Um yeah, it's a, we you know the couple as well that I shot and I mm-hmm. think um they were just so they were so lovely and I think maybe we expected it to be more awkward than it was but mm. I feel like that's what everybody says. Everybody always tells me, "Oh, I'm going to be so awkward in front of the camera." And in reality, no one's awkward in front of the camera. It'll be as long as the photographer gives direction, it'll be fine. Mm. Yeah. You know? So 
we just had a good time and I saw some sneak peeks and they are they're so cute I'll have to show you more after this because I have I have the full gallery now and they're just so cute oh I love it um so now that was my week I haven't been I haven't been doing too much other than that some some baking here and there um which has been nice yeah. Um, made some banana bread before you came over, so that was good yeah. time. That's why my kitchen smells like that. It smells bomb. It sure does. Uh, so we're talking in culture quirks. Yeah, let's bit. jump in with the um, culture quirks. If you don't know what a culture mm. quirk is, um, we just talk about the differences between American and Australian cultures and what we find to be quirky. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I am really it. ready to share mine. Go for because, it. Because, um, so... <laughs> The borders are open for travelers. Yes. Um, now Praise and God. yeah, it is. We talked about this last time. Where Perth is in regards to the rest of the country. Yes. Um, quite far, far away. And where it is close to, which mm-hmm. uh, I referenced Bali. Yeah. That is my culture quirk for this week. Okay. Is Australia. I'm just going to talk about Perth because okay. I don't really, I, I'm not sure about the rest of the country, but for sure, Perth's relationship with Bali versus everywhere else's relationship with Bali. Yes. So I imagine, you know, when, when I'm talking to somebody about Bali or when Bali comes up in the US, um, but I've lived a, a quite a few different places. So this is not just Americans talking about Bali. This mm-hmm. is like anybody else I have spoken with yeah. outside of Perth talking about Bali. It's like they talk about it as like, um, you know, this like beautiful, relaxing, like kind of luxury yeah. place. And it's really got this kind of luxurious yes. sense around it. And people talk about going there for their honeymoons. They talk about going there for destination weddings. And it's just like this incredible, beautiful place to be. Yes. That is everywhere else I've ever been. You talk about somebody, talking about Bali to somebody in Perth. And it is a full on 180 from Total that. different. It is, I've heard somebody refer to it as um, a suburb of Perth because it's so mm. easy to get there. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. It's like a party place, but not just part, it's like cheap, dirty partying. Yes. Like you're there to drink really cheap, really cheap alcohol. Yeah. Be on, like go to clubs. Um, like there's nothing glamorized about no. it. It is not a relaxing place. People to go to Bali to relax. They no. go to Bali to be somewhere very warm, which is hilarious since we just talked about the heat, super heat. But like in the winter time, they go to Bali to relax. They go to Bali to be somewhere warm. They don't, they go there to like party it up. Yes. Or go to a resort. Mm. But there is, it is not a glamorized place in no. any way, shape, or form. I don't know that you could talk to somebody and have them think that people, I have heard people talk about it as like a gross place to, because it is so. And we're talking about Bali, like the island. Yes. Um, and I think people mostly think about the main city there. Yes. Um, and it is so funny because it, the juxtaposition is just shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is, I've actually been to Bali. Okay. And the city is, like most big cities, it's not, like, luxurious. Right. it's a real place. Um, but outside yeah. of the city, beautiful nature. Yeah. Have you, where have you been in Bali? Um, so, we've been to the city, and then we went, we just did some day trips. Yeah, sure. Around. Um, so, we did, uh, like, 
like caving. We went yeah. to this cool like ravine thing. It's oh, cool. like a national park, and yeah, it was beautiful. Some really gorgeous places. I haven't spent. I think I spent a long weekend there. It was very short. That's what I was going to say. Bali to Australia is like. Oh, it's just a long weekend trip. You just yeah. go for literally a long weekend. Yeah, yeah. So you go for three, four days and you just drink a lot drink. and party a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then buy cheap, like, things. The, the beer there is, like, really famous. And, like, you come back with, like, T-shirts and, yeah. and like, uh, towels with, with that beer brand on it. Yeah. It's very different. And I, it, I think about it a lot when I see people posting about going to Bali for their honeymoons. Yeah. It's just such a different, and to be honest, I think it's probably both. Mm. Oh, definitely. But like, there are definitely parts of Bali. I mean, I've never been, so I can't say mm. anything, but, um, we were planning a trip to Bali, um, for our one year anniversary mm. did not happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> For unknown reasons. Um, so we were planning on going and I was looking at saying like, is it, is it Ubud? Ubud. Ubud. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. Um, and like in Airbnbs yeah. that were like resort. Yes. Like, like very like spa attached kind of thing. You know what I mean? And I think, so that absolutely exists. Yeah. We kind of saw the outside of those a little bit. Right. And then we like staying on the right field. That's where I want to be. Yes. Which is totally different vibe than the city. Yes. So I think they do both exist. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's not a huge place. That island is not a huge place. And they both do exist on that one place, but it is the view from, from what I've heard in people talk about Bali and Perth, the view is a hundred percent the city. Yes. And then from everywhere else in the world, the view is a hundred percent outside of the city. Yeah. So crazy. It's very interesting. So that's my culture work this week. Love that. What do you got for us? Just one last thing oh, on yeah. the, the Bali. Somebody told me to go there for cheap tattoos. And I'm like, that, feels, <gasps> that is the that vibe. Very if, risky. Girl, that, ta- that sums up kind of what Perth yeah. sees Bali. I know. Just go there for cheap tattoos. And I'm like, that feels unsanitary. Yeah. That's funny. Anyways, my culture quirk of the week this week is I feel like a, I feel like a dumb American saying this. Mm, I'm so but, ready. <sighs> just... We just need to come up with a universal way to write dates because... Oh, my goodness. My brain is on the struggle bus. On the struggle bus right now. Because, as you know... So, I mean, by the time this drops, I'll be in the States. Yeah. The amount of miscommunication that has happened because... Like, I have been writing dates the the way Australians have been writing dates because of, of I work in Australia, so I'm going to write them the way Australians yeah. write them, which for those listening goes day, month, year. So yes. small, medium, large. Yes. That is actually also how I think about it. Yes. So I was writing to my parents that I'm going to be doing something on Oh. Like four, five, twenty-two. Yep. Which to me is the fourth of uh, May. Yeah. Not the not the fifth of April. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not so bad when you get into the teens, because like no, because that then then it's clear. Yeah. Oh, there's a change. But yeah, until then. Yeah, when it's in the like single digits, it's it's a no. Yeah. And I just I wish we had a universal way of writing it all down. I just sometimes I think everybody really, else does it. I think way. I think only the States does it. Yeah. What's funny though, is we say our dates differently. Yeah. So that I was talking to somebody the other day mm. being like, when you write down, like, like it's not very normal etiquette in Australia. Or it's like correct grammar. If you said five March in writing, yes. five March. And I'm like, no, fifth of March. Yes. If you're going to say it, I think or write it. it has 
it's longer. It's longer to write. So like, it is easy to say March 5th because mm-hmm. it's got the t- right, you're ending there, but you wouldn't yeah. say you have to add it up. <laughs> so I think it's I know. longer. I think it, 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 it just gets clunkier. And so people just write five March because it is, it's everywhere, but it doesn't look gram- grammatically correct. No, it sure does not. So in every single email that I've ever written anybody, mm-hmm. I will say fifth of. Yes. Same. And I'm like, Are it bothers me that I'm I can't done? just say like March 5th though. I don't know why same. it does bother me. I think that it makes sense in terms of how you write. Yeah. But it's funny. Jared will say, oh, our our anniversary is the 3rd of October. Yeah. I think Jeremy would say the same. And I would say. Or, when's our anniversary? 2nd of November. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I would say, oh, our anniversary is October 3rd. Yeah. I would so say we, November we, 2nd. You say it differently too. It's very interesting. But I was, I was just talking to Jared about this. I don't know why this came to me very randomly because it's been a while since this date. But... Pi Day. It does not exist would in not exist. They do kind of semi-celebrate it. I didn't my, see any celebrations. My, I would be very upset. My brother-in-law is a math teacher and he's, we've like talked about it, but yeah, no, it's not a big thing. It We like would get pie on Pi Day in the U.S. Same. Like in math class. We would, super we would have like, like they would serve pie in the cafeteria. Oh, they would serve so pizza. Cute. They would serve like <laughs> so pizza cute. and pie. And I remember like, there would be like these mathathons that they would have on for the day. So all hard pass. Oh, you didn't do those? Uh, no, but Where, like, I wouldn't do them now either. No, but like all of the, what I mean is like all of the like seventh grade math classes would like all meet up in the hallway and work on fractions that together with pies. That is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. But with pies? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, there would I'll be like it. pies. I would be in And they would work on fractions. Pies. Yeah. It was so cute, but it doesn't <laughs> exist here. No. So, but it wouldn't also exist if you write Pi Day, like Pi Day exists. Yeah. Three. Fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Fourteen three isn't Pi Day. No, it's not. You're right. It, oh, you're right. It just can't exist here. It wouldn't, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. exist because there's not a 14th month. So you're welcome. Although we write it in a way that is confusing, I do think we got Pi Day out of it and it is easier to write. So You're right. What what a quirky world. <laughs> That's uh, well, a good one. Speaking of pie, this is actually a really oh, good transition. We are talking about food today. Specifically, though, food, food. allergies. Food allergies, because your girls got them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll just uh, toss this one over to you, Sarah. Do you yeah. have any experience with food allergies? <laughs> Wow, now that you've mentioned it. <laughs> Think of a few. Yeah, so I do. I've got, um, I have a gluten allergy. I'm celiac. Yep. Um, I found out that I was celiac five years ago. So do you think that you were celiacs before that and it was just yeah. undiagnosed or developed yes. later? No, I think I had it oh, for okay. a long time. Um, I had a lot of other symptoms that I didn't realize were mm. affecting me until after I got rid of gluten out of my <laughs> diet. Um, like I used to like not be a morning person at all. I used to, mm. it used to like really take me a lot of brain energy huh. to get out of bed. And since getting rid of gluten, my brain is so clear in the morning. That is provided so I've had a interesting. good night's sleep, but yeah, well, I yeah, wake yeah. up and I don't have brain fog. I am like up and out, like, yeah, just like up and out. I see pictures of me pre-gluten mm. And I'm so bloated, just like my face is bloated. My hands are bloated. My stomach's bloated. Um, And I remember like just feeling like really uncomfortable in my body at all times until I got rid of gluten. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I do have a slight intolerance to dairy, but I've actually been reintroducing it to my diet. 
Um, and by reintroducing, I mean, I have it once a week sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's actually been pretty good. Yeah. That's nice. It opens up some new avenues for yeah. food consumption. And then this is not an allergy at all. Yeah. But I'm now vegetarian as mm-hmm. well for... <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to lower my carbon footprint. Yeah. So that's how I've decided to do that. Love and it. I've been fully vegetarian for eight months now, which is crazy. It's going really, really well. Yeah. I've had, I've had me a few times and I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. My stomach did not like it. Yeah. So I think I'm just going to keep that mm-hmm. out of there. I think <laughs> my stomach is just like, yeah. I, yeah. Allergies are horrible. Yeah. So I, I don't have any yeah. um, food allergies. My mom, I was actually talking to my mom about this. Mm. Um, so we, shout out to Gina. Um, hey, we, Gina. <laughs> we video chat my parents. Jared and I video chat my parents every Saturday morning. Oh, cute. And I was just talking to her about this topic. And she was like, are you going to tell her about the carrots? <gasps> and I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, mom, I am going to tell her about the carrots. So don't worry, mom. Here we go. Talking about the carrots. This one's um, for you, Gina. Shout out to Gina. <laughs> this, is, this is going out to Gina. <laughs> um, but it was good, good memory of hers. It was very interesting because I didn't have any food allergies. Okay. And um, I'm allergic to like mold and dust mites. So, sure. Um, you, you don't traditionally eat any of those things. No. That's been fine. But I will, I'll make a note to not feed you Yeah, those please things. don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Imagine. Here's, here's so, a mothball with gross. some mold in it. It's disgusting. <laughs> so anyways, so it wasn't a problem. All of a sudden, probably at a, in about eighth grade, mm. I started developing an allergic reaction to raw carrots. Raw carrots. Only raw. Not cooked. Mm-mm. You could um, blanch them. So, you yeah, know, stick yeah, them in water, yeah. like boiling water for 20 seconds, and then put them in an ice water. So, so they are still quite crispy. Yeah. And really, they're not cooked all the way through. Right. It was 20 seconds. But that was fine. But my lip would swell up and my mouth would get itchy. Oh. And my lip would swell up like a lot. Like I kind of got a fat lip vibe on one side oh, <laughs> of my lip. Um, it wasn't cute. And it was a concern in terms of <laughs> anaphylactic shock, yeah. um, which is nobody wants to go down that road. So I, I just avoided eating raw carrots. It's a bummer because I love raw carrots. Um, so... Yeah, I but I would I I was like in eighth grade I was like mm. shock cooking my carrots so that I could still eat them as a snack. Mm. The only way wow. I would do it is if it only seemed to be an issue if it would touch my skin though, like right. my lip. So, so I not your tongue though, like no, your tongue would be fine. It would be fine. So I Weird. would I only ate it in spring rolls, like rice paper rolls, right? Uh, because wait, I what about them. when it touched your hand? Would it not affect uh, your hands? I don't think so. No, no, no. It was mostly my lips. Oh, okay, keep going. But I. Like to the extent that uh, my high school graduation, um, my aunt brought vegetables as like a, oh, sorry. It was actually, um, it was like my grad party. Yeah, sure. Uh, my aunt brought vegetables, um, which was lovely. And she brought them in a bag. She brought up cut up carrots and cut up broccoli. Mm. And then she separated them out like on a veggie tray. And yeah. I got a reaction to the broccoli and I started freaking out like, oh, oh my gosh, am I not going to be able to eat like any vegetables? Turns out it was just because it had been in contact with the carrots. Oh my gosh. The weirdest thing though. So it started when I, th- when I was in eighth grade and it probably finished. I like, it stopped. Oh, I can completely. now. Yeah. Last time I was over yeah. at your house, I ate baby carrots. Oh, be, you're I right. Just cut up yeah, yeah. That's really good. But I don't have that anymore. Right. So I transitioned into the allergy and I transitioned 
right back out. So it did it ever affect like your digest digestive system at all? Or was it? Just no, it was like- more of a concern of the, the, um, like skin sensitivity. Like on my right. lips, it would start to swell and itch. Oh my gosh. Very odd. Hey, very strange. But I feel like you might ever get like, I don't know. I hope not. Do you think it was like a hormone change? It could have been. I, it's a thing people do. Yeah. Grow into and out of allergies. So yeah. I'm grateful that I'm out of it. I had to go, I was like that person at a restaurant where I'd be like, I can't, you know, can I please get the lettuce from a different salad mix? Yeah. Cause you know, they give you house salads and they just they have the shredded yeah. carrot inside. And I loved it. I was like, I promise you, this is not because I, I tried to be difficult, but could you yeah. just give me just lettuce yeah. in this? Like you can have other things in it, but just make sure it's not the pre-mixed lettuce. And I know there were some people who were like, this girl, she just doesn't like carrots. Yeah. She doesn't want to eat them. I was like, no, I just don't want to die. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm fine now. So I, that is the only thing though I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And I guess the only direct contact I've had with it otherwise is like cooking for people with yeah. an allergy. That's always been, so I, so like I said, I found out that I was gluten-free five years ago. Mm. Um, the way I found out was I did, I don't know if you've ever heard of Whole30. Yes. Yeah. So where you like only eat whole foods, like mm-hmm. non-processed foods. So you cut out legumes, um, sugar, um, gluten, a few other, um, yeah, like da- all dairy products. Okay. Um, you can try it if you want to. I, no, I was, think I'm good. But yeah, I you do it, it for, you do it for 30 days. It's like a huge cleanse or whatever. Yeah, and then you are supposed to like reintroduce yourself to these things like slowly one by slowly one. afterwards. Okay. Um, I when that's when I like completely went off gluten. I then ate it again and had a huge reaction. Interesting. So then I had to go to a doctor, <laughs> and they were like, "Okay, we're gonna test you for it or whatever." And to test you for gluten, no one tells you this. You have to eat a crap ton of gluten really before getting tested so that it like shows up in your system yeah and so i had to eat all this gluten for a week a week yeah they put me on this diet for a week where i ate so much gluten i'm not gonna lie to you it was horrible it sounds amazing if you don't have a gluten allergy correct it's not it was horrible it was actually horrible Mm. i the bloating was right back my Mm -hmm. fogginess was right back it was intense um and then i got tested and they were like yeah great you've got celiacs and i was like cool oh i really could have told you that before (laughs) yeah i know i was literally like i feel like i could have diagnosed myself but thank you so much for letting me know um and i also back to the restaurants i also have a very like Mm. similar feeling where i'm like oh I need you to cook. Like, I love it when restaurants ask me, oh, is it an allergy or is it a preference? And I'm like, allergy. And they make that accommodation for me. That's great. Um, otherwise, I feel like I'm a nuisance asking, which mm-hmm. is like ridiculous. I shouldn't right. It is a, like a nuisance. health issue. Yeah. But I get so. Yeah. So five years ago, I then like had to start telling people, you know, I'm, I'm only going to eat gluten free. And my right. only experience with other gluten free people um, was <laughs> oh. <laughs> mom, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, was my um, my brother's now ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. was gluten-free but for a preference mm. and my mom would then cook her a separate meal from everybody else's uh-huh. um, and sometimes she would make like comments like don't worry I'll make a second meal like yeah. and be a little like 
not, I, she was never upset about it. Like, I don't think she was ever upset about it, but there, a lot to there were 10 of us Yeah, <laughs> to then make her several meals yeah, was a lot. a lot. Yeah. And so then when I sell her, I almost felt bad. So I was like, I don't want you to feel like yeah. I can make my own food. You know, <laughs> I, I think that was my first, and my mom has never tr- treated my allergy poorly. Like right, actually yeah, the second yeah. I told her, she was like, oh my gosh, not, it's not an inconvenience in the slightest, but I felt like I was an inconvenience yeah. because there were all these other people that didn't have to be catered for, but now I had to be catered for. Yeah. And I didn't want to stick out like a sore thumb. Like I didn't want to burden anyone. Yep. And I think that's like how I've really been living my gluten-free, gluten-free life for the last like five years. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously your mom's reaction was really positive of just being yeah, like, well, yeah, really of positive. course, you want to make sure that you eat yeah. well and it's not physically harming you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> good. Um, so that's great. Um, but you've had some kind of like off experiences too. So like, yeah, what as somebody who is not gluten-free, mm. is there, you know, yeah, just out of curiosity, like can people do anything to make it less of a, cause yeah. I, I get this a lot. I've had, so I actually had, um, we had a Thanksgiving mm. party here, which, um, you know, because you, I was, a, I wasn't you, attended. You attended. Yes. Um, which is lovely. It's great having you there. Oh my gosh. Thanks um, for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had two people there, you and another guest, yeah. another friends of ours who, um, are, have celiacs. Yes. And so I like made sure that there was food that was either a direct substitute or that there was just not unnecessary gluten added into it. Yes. Um, and I was really surprised both of you had this very, and both of you have a physical, like bad <laughs> physical reaction to <laughs> gluten. Like this isn't just, a, oh, I don't really like it that much or whatever. It was like, oh, you get ill. You both get sick. Yeah. Um, and you, but you were both like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, it's okay. You don't have to make this thing. And I was like, no, I am. I'm doing this anyways. It's fine. But you just need to tell me yes or no. I'm asking you questions because it's happening. You yeah. can either answer my questions or I can Google it. But I yeah. really just answer my question. Yes. Um, like, can you cook in a cast iron skillet? Yeah. Um, but it's very interesting because I did find... The answer well, that is yes, you can. Yes. Yeah. I, I asked you both and I Googled it, actually. So I was very nervous about that. Uh-huh. Um, but we... Yeah. It, it like is... It's harder, I think, to do direct swaps. Yeah. But there are so many things that are actually just gluten-free. Like before we sat down to record this podcast, we were eating crackers, but they were rice crackers. Yeah. But they were just good, like on their own. Yeah. Um, it's not like you were, you know, had to swap them out. So in thinking about how people can make you feel more comfortable, do you have any advice for us like non-gluten-free peeps? Yeah. So I definitely have advice. Um, I do want to make this clear that like, I'm just one opinion. Like there are other ways that people can feel like loved or supported through their allergies. This Mm -hmm. is just what my personal experience is. Um, but I think just having an effort being made, I think, um, I, I feel more like an inconvenience when other people make gluten-free a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, The amount of parties that I've showed up to and there's like not food I can eat is like, yeah, it's just really heartbreaking to be honest. Like I, when I big, yeah, yeah. Like pretty recently I had to Uber eat something to a party. Oh no. That like they knew I was coming too. I think that's where it comes, becomes like quite Mm -hmm. shocking is like, they knew I was coming. I was not a last minute invite. Mm-hmm. And I rocked up and I couldn't eat anything that was there. 
And I think for me, it made me feel like an inconvenience. Right. It also was a situation that could have been avoided. Like I could have gotten a text message saying, hey, there's not going to be gluten-free meal. Can you bring something that you can eat? Yeah, yeah. And I have actually met people with um, severe allergies to nuts where mm. it's like, honestly, I cannot guarantee that whatever food we are yes. ordering in or whatever it is, isn't going to be made, Yeah, you know, in the same facility mm. as, as, you know, yeah. with nuts. So it is safer yeah. if you bring this. Yeah. And I have a friend back in the States who has a, a severe nut allergy mm. and has a, a severe gluten allergy as well. Um, love her. She is uh, just such a, a great friend. And she, I was, we were like, we were living in the same place. We went to college together and she was so instrumental in my sw- transition from wow. not like from going gluten-free. And yeah. she was just like so kind. She like made me gluten-free food or like shared recipes with me yep. and uh, just was so helpful, but also like made it less daunting because in the yeah. reality of things, I mean, you've cooked me gluten-free things. It is yes. not. I have cooked you gluten-free things that are both direct swaps to something. Yes. A shout out to my buffalo macaroni and cheese. Uh, <laughs> chef's kiss. Uh, that is amazing. Mm. I love that stuff so much. So that was a direct swap. Um, there was just gluten-free things that were included in it that otherwise have gluten in them. But then I've also made you things that just just are gluten-free. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think what tacos, I think we made, we, we made tacos and they had, we just used corn tortillas and yeah. we all ate them. Yes. They were just happened to be gluten-free. So yeah. it's easy to find things that are swaps and easy to just make things that are gluten-free. It seems like a big thing though, doesn't it? Like sometimes it just seems like such a daunting thing. And I guess that's what I would want to ask you is like, is it actually daunting? Like, do you feel like, I know that you would never call me an inconvenience. You would never care. <laughs> But like, yeah, is it like, is it a lot? It is a lot if you consider, I think that if you're like, look, I want to make you exactly the same thing. Sure. I think that that could be daunting. And we've talked about this before. Um, There are gluten-free swaps that need to be cooked differently. So gluten-free pasta needs to be cooked for a different length of time um, with a different amount like I have found a little bit of a different amount of water helps yeah. um, to make it, to, you know, cook it well. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's like learning to cook something new. And I could see there being stress in, oh my goodness, how do I make sure that this is exactly the same? I kind of, I guess we'll like <laughs> throw it back to you. If mm. like, does it stress you out or make you like, oh, I don't know about this. If, if there's not a direct swap. I could not care. Okay. I literally do not care. Because there's actually a lot of food that is gluten-free just as it is. Yes. Like a salad. (laughs) Yes. If I had a salad, that would be amazing. Yeah. A salad sounds great. Just I don't want croutons in my salad. You know what I mean? When you, I don't know if you saw, when you made mac and cheese, I almost cried. I literally almost cried. To be honest, I almost cried that mac and cheese. It was so so freaking good. It was so good. Now it's a part of our date. Like it's a part of our weekly. Like so good. We literally make it once a week. It's so Um, good. We will pop the recipe for this. Yes. um, Macaroni and cheese, and you can just make it gluten free by just using gluten free noodles. Yes. And you can make it dairy free by swapping out the cheese to a dairy free cheese. Yeah. Which also you did, and I I do as well for this particular recipe. It's a lot of cheese. It's a lot of freaking cheese. Um, but I just feel like. For me, any effort, mm-hmm. any effort at all 
to just acknowledge like, hey, I knew you were coming. I knew you're going to be here and yeah. I want you to participate in a meal with us. It is a cultural thing. Eating yeah. together, eating, especially around special events, which is generally when you're having a meal yeah. together is important. Culturally. Yeah. And I, I have often joked with Jared um, that um, cooking is like my love language. I yes. love feeding people. It makes me feel really happy. Mm. Um, my family did a lot of cooking. My mom made this. Oh, talk about crying. I absolutely lost it on Christmas this year. My mom made me a family uh, cookbook. She oh. made one for me and my sister with like all of the family recipes that we grew up with. And Your nostalgic heart was streaming. Oh, yeah. You don't even know. It was. <laughs> I And then they had like my mom included like um, special anniversaries. And oh so it's like birth- everyone's birthdays are in there like throughout. Oh and then like gosh. special anniversaries on the first page. It's got my, my parents and then their um, wedding yeah. date. And then Jared and I and oh. our wedding date. And then my sister's birthday. So all of our birthdays yeah. and then our, this, the wedding dates. It was so special. That is so beautiful. Yeah. And, and so for my family especially, food is very, yeah. very important. Um, and I'm sure this will come up more because it really is yeah. very key. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but cooking for somebody and showing them, look, I care about you. I want you to feel included. I want yeah. you to feel loved. Even if it's a food allergy or just a preference, like, yeah. look, I, you don't eat meat. Here's a thing that I can make you do, you know, I can yeah. make for you to make you eat well yeah. and feel included. But um, yeah, I think what makes it the least daunting is not putting pressure on yourself to, to do an equal swap. Totally. Because there are lots of things that are just going to fit that, um, fit like the dietary requirements totally without having to make this special in any way. Like you yeah. would eat a gluten-free and I also would eat a gluten-free because it just doesn't have gluten in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so as prepping for this, um, podcast yeah. today, um, I did some digging because I met somebody from Italy yeah. uh, who is gluten-free. Wow. Talking about swaps. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. As a country, you don't think of Italy as being like a gluten-free haven. I would think oh of it pretty much as being a gluten haven. Yeah. You would walk into the streets and get a reaction. <laughs> um, Although I have heard, I've not been to Europe personally, but mm-hmm. I have heard that the way they process wheat is different. Oh, so I've had a friend live in Italy and mm-hmm. she's celiacs and she said that she can eat up to a certain amount of bread and it's fine. That is so interesting. But she was like, but gluten is still gluten. It will like mess me up. Yeah. Well, but like, she was like, I can have a piece of bread and Lower I'm fine. threshold or a higher threshold. Yeah. Interesting. So according to national public radio, Oh my gosh. I know I'm, when I am telling you that I, I really, like I, I she told me about her experience Yeah, and I looked it up to make sure that I wasn't fact check. You got a fact check. I got a fact check. Also, this was, why does that sound so weird? Fa- six fact check. years ago. So like, it's possible I could have just changed my mind about oh, what it fine. actually was, but I was correct. So nice. Haha. Thanks. NPR. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, the Italian government offers celiac patients, and this is, NPR's words, um, vouchers to buy gluten-free food up to 140 euros a month per person. So that would be if you were a family of four and all four of you were celiacs, each member of the family would be eligible (gasps) um, for this celiacs payment. And that is because it is such a core part of their... um, like, culture really yeah yeah food is so important to them and gluten-rich food yeah. is um pretty much it in the same article they were talking about that italy has over 400 
gluten-free restaurants. So the entire restaurant is Italian food. It's just normal Italian food, but it is all gluten-free. All made, obviously it's gluten-free facilities because nothing there has gluten. It can't have cross-contamination. Yeah. So it's all, they don't offer gluten-free pizza and normal pizza. Right. It's just everything you go in you order pasta it is going to be gluten-free oh gosh. so it's a very in terms of um kind of countries rallying around it is it's very interesting how italy as a very glutinous yeah. <laughs> country has kind of said look we understand this is important to us and we understand that this is uh, important for you to not get yeah. sick so how do we support you that's amazing yeah oh my gosh i want that gluten-free food so expensive yeah oh you buy it at a pharmacy too which is very interesting there you you oh, buy yeah. gluten-free like, food like at a pharmacy because then it's for sure, for sure gluten-free. Oh my gosh. Uh, so go to Italy? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Sh- shall we? Yeah. Will we write trip to Italy? <laughs> oh my gosh, so fun. <laughs> I'm like, great, the borders are open. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Have you, one thing I wanted to ask you is on a little bit of a lighter end of things yeah. is being gluten-free, I'm sure you've tried things that you might not normally try. Has there been anything that you've tried and you've been like, oh my goodness, I love this. And people who are not gluten-free would also love this. Oh, I don't know. That's a hard question. Hmm. No, I don't, I don't know. I think that's really hard because mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, anything that I bake now, I don't think anybody, I would say that is, that is a, it's not an answer to what you're saying. Right. Cause it's a swap. It, it is a swap, but everything I bake is gluten-free and 95% of the time is also, um, oh, dairy, vegan. dairy free and vegan. Um, and I would say that everything I make, everyone's always shocked. You're when it's cake, that cake you made the other week was off the charts. My good. birthday cake. Yeah. It was so good. Or not my birthday cake, the one that I made it. Same cake, yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was same cake. I made the same cake twice in one week because it was so good. And I got to eat both of them, (laughs) and I have zero regrets. Those were so tasty. Those were also vegan. No kidding. Yeah. So I guess it it might like kind of transitioning to one food allergy or like accommodating for one Mm. food allergy might kind of open up abilities to yeah yeah to make those swaps. Yeah, there's a there's a girl in um my circle at church and she's vegan and she comes to the Bible study that's at our house. Mm. And, um, I, she's vegan now. So I make all my swaps now. Anything, anytime that I bake, I I make sure that I bake vegan Mm -hmm. for her. Um, which is not hard for me, for me personally. Yeah. For those who obviously have never had any introduction to any food allergies or preferences, it might be a bit daunting, but the swaps not, not that crazy there. And also we have the internet. It's so helpful. So as we wrap up this week, Mm. I want to throw out there that um, you should absolutely make this. I I think we'll put the two recipes out there that we've talked about today. We're going to put out the recipe for the buffalo macaroni and cheese. And we'll put the recipe out there for that vegan cake. Oh, yes. uh, Because that was amazing. So we'll put the recipes out there this week and you should make them. Yes. Send us pics of what you've made. <laughs> yes. Send send your gluten-free pics your way. Also, yeah. if you guys are gluten-free, let us know what your experiences have been. Or not necessarily just gluten-free, but... Yeah, if, if you've got dietary restrictions of any kind. Yeah. You, if you have, like, swaps that have worked really well, or if you have something to recommend to yeah. our... My DMs are open for recommendations. Yeah, Listen. gluten-free queen over here. Um, and, you know, I pretty much will eat anything, so... We if love it's it. gluten-free, I will also eat that. 
So <laughs> love that. Well, you know, Wait. I think with these two recipes, I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be right this week. I think we'll be right. All right, guys. Chat soon. Bye. Bye.